Recording from the offices of Basic Training, this is the Basic Training Podcast, show 25. You just have to hustle. You, you got to grind. If you're not going to grind, then you're not going to make it. You know, very, very few successful people that I've had the pleasure of working with have ever, you know, just had it handed to them. <laughs> Welcome back to the Basic Training Podcast, everyone. I am your host, Michael Bays, and I want to thank you for tuning in to what is going to be another great show about life and about fitness. On this episode of the cast, I have the honor to interview one of the trainers I respect almost more than anybody else I've ever met. It is another career trainer whose name is Kevin Lacey. He is the owner of Blueprint Fitness in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He got his start as a lowly front desk worker, uh, much like yours truly, and has worked his way up to owning his own business, having nearly 200 clients on a standalone building, and all that after he nearly lost every single thing at the mercy of somebody else. So I think you're going to enjoy everything that's going to come in this episode of the cast. So without further ado, we are going to get into the interview. My guest today is Kevin Lacey, owner of Blueprint Fitness here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Kevin, how you doing, man? Good. Very cool. So, how's, Good. Your, fr- how's your Friday been? Uh, well, it's it's uh it's been eventful, but um, it's been good so far. Very nice. Senator Gigi's your uh, your cupcakes over here. You know why? That's your like cookies. within that's like within thirty seconds of the interview, we point out <laughs> I've got cookies sitting in the office. Who does that? How about the we fact do. that I brought water and gum as well? Water and water. In case and you cookies. needed refresh, that's the refreshments you get in the so basic nice. training studios. Nice is you get water and some gum packet. <laughs> I mean, that's like standard fare all the way around. We were in uh, we were in Las Vegas last weekend. And yeah, what were you guys every, doing there? Well, blowing money. That a boy. So I take it you're not. No, uh, we no, we really it, didn't go to blow. We just kind of went to sightsee and kind of sure. see what was around. But like we were, I mean, it's my first time. Uh, blown nice. away with the level of. Uh, expense yeah. for everything like what you're like oh water's free fare no water was like seven dollars <laughs> so it's like i'm being, looking at like hundreds of dollars in refreshments in, in, in vegas in vegas so it's, it's like uh you're stuck inside of a football stadium or a concert or where everything is like here's this bottle of water here's a beer it's like 50 bucks a piece that's, and you're first born it's what it was yeah, yeah. and you couldn't escape it like if yeah. you wanted to be downtown near stuff yeah it was you were just tough cabs, tough luck, 30 bucks. Tough You're luck. a trainer, man. You're supposed to run places. What's up with that? I don't know, man. I should have. <laughs> if I could go back. I, yeah, lazy trainer. Uh, and, and, uh, and your girlfriend Teresa's here as well. And uh, I believe you're, she's calling you out she's as being working. a, a lazy. Wow. She's, she's calling you out as being a lazy trainer, dude. When heart rate crosses 85. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, did you work out while you were in Vegas at all? Uh, we were, or were you like pure on lazy trainer? Why? So we did some, uh, exercise recumbent bike. Okay. 20 minutes. Nice. Maybe 125 calories. Wow. You even kept uh, track of it. That's impressive. Um, and I did some shoulders, sure. like 35 pounds, press it like a hundred times in a minute and go home. <laughs> like, wow. 
So it was, <laughs> she did some push-ups. Yeah. So basically, no. Okay, good. I was gonna no. say like I, I could see you trying to pass this off as like like, like the uh, most epic workout. Minutes, what can I do? Just do a bunch of. Presses. But you know, you felt better, and I guess that's the big thing. Yeah. Well, very cool. Doesn't so, take much, man. Leisure trip to Vegas for a trainer. No conference, nothing like that. No. Yeah. See, the guys here uh, that go through all the different certifications like to brag about the conferences that they're going to, and every time, have you ever been to one of those things? No. Oh my gosh. It's the most boring thing you've ever done. I've been to some conferences before, and conferences are boring. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that. you pass it off as this amazing thing. Uh, I just had a guy come in my office today, passed his uh, trainer certification for the first time, and this kid studied for like six months to pass it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, did he, what did he take? Uh, it, NFPT certified personal trainer. Oh. Okay, And he comes back to me, he's like, you were absolutely right. I cannot believe I was worried in any respect about that. I was like, look, I think if you fail – a personal trainer's exam to a degree, there's a problem. It can't, it, 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 it's not like it's rocket science. And I mean, and I know that's not what we're looking for, but by and large, it, it, anyway. So tell me about your life, Kevin. Oh, break tell me down. what's going on now. Tell me about, tell me about Blueprint. What you got going? Um, what well, is Blueprint Fitness? What is Blueprint? Well, I don't really want to. We're live here, man, so I can't I can't bag on anybody. No, here. I can edit the crap out of this. Okay. Um, you can bag on anybody. That's you know, point. we've been a functional fitness studio for uh, three years here in Murfreesboro. I've, I've done this in one form or fashion for a long, long time. But uh, we kind of fashioned it in a way that, you know, a lot of folks would probably think is CrossFit-esque. But, you know, it's like CrossFit for adults. Really? It's like... High intensity. Sure. Uh, it's like metabolic conditioning for adults. Gotcha. Uh, no one has to throw, you know, big barbells over their head. No one has to power snatch a million pounds and show their flexor muscles. No one has to, you know, deadlift seven hundred pounds seven times as fast as possible. So maybe it's not. Um, I always felt that CrossFit was much more. If you're not the number one, if you're not the guy that achieved everything, like you're a loser, you suck. You know what I mean? Like you're not you, like you see it. You didn't do Murph in ten minutes. Oh my god, you're terrible. You yeah. know what's my water? It started today? out that, as a, yeah. a cultish, you know, CrossFit did, and I feel like you know, honestly, I feel like CrossFit's sort of. I feel like they've changed the landscape of fitness over the last ten years. Man, they came you know? on like a storm. I mean, it was uh, crazy. We're we're certainly not doing fitness today like we were ten years ago. Um, in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, you still got Globo gyms, but you've also got kind of franchises like yourself, along with other people like TriFit, CrossFit, that people want to go to because they get a lot of stuff from them. Sure. Versus, let me pay twenty five bucks and just. Here's play my, on some machines. Yeah, here's my sandbox. Let me do my thing. Yeah, so Cross, and not that CrossFit revolutionized that, but they sort of have changed a lot of they stuff. They definitely brought, they changed how we do, but I changed how I do business they, a little it, bit. And, and we're going to dive into that a little bit later. Um, they, they definitely broadened the horizon a little bit. Well, when you started working out for yourself, how did you get started training for yourself, getting involved in fitness? Tell me about the that. Long, the long and short is I came back from... Uh, college i'd gone to college initially on a swimming scholarship and uh basically dropped out after the first year mm -hmm. so when i came back to mtsu to go back to school um i had a lot of free time as you can imagine sure. I had a lot of all of a sudden i'm not swimming like six hours a day so like let me do something my friend encouraged me like uh, and of course i'm 18 at the time yeah encouraged me to like why don't we go get big why don't we go work out <laughs> <laughs> and like that was it that's what you did man. that was it got you go watch pumping iron all of a sudden so, i can do that we're good to go all of a sudden like you know 
my two hours a day was yeah. in the pool. It was at the MTC Rec Center, you know, years and years ago. And I mean, you've been through this, you know, you work out and all of a sudden your biceps are a little bigger mm-hmm. then like your calves are a little bigger and then like your chest is a little bigger and it's like kind of addicting. And so that's yeah. just what kind of, it just, it just caught. So that's how I started working out. So it's probably, I don't even know, uh, 18 ish, something nice. like that, 17, 18. And your style was like a muscle and fitness kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 10 sets of 10, pump it out, flex German it out, volume squeeze, training, squeeze, baby. squeeze. Sure. Whatever that means. Uh, and um, so that's how I got started exercising. And uh, what happened after that? So, how did I get into training? Um, in grad school, I remember, um, uh, you know, I had an internship or uh, whatever they called externship, internship. Hey, now, uh, when you were, when called, you were, excuse me, it wasn't called internship. It was called, uh, what is it when they pay you to go to school? Uh, Scholarship? No, it's, um, I'll think of it later. You think um, of it later and randomly just blurt it out. Graduate assistant. Graduate, GTA. GTA. Gotcha. So I was a graduate assistant at Campus Recreation. So that's where my, yeah. Well, that's where my money came from. So essentially, they paid me like nothing, nice. like five hundred bucks a month. I don't even have people sure. live on that. What'd you get your undergrad in? Uh, criminal justice administration. Nice. From uh, that to a to, GTA in fitness. Uh, you know, exercise science. Sure. It's, it's a strange. It's a strange leap. Um, it connects all things, really. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> it connects all things. Uh, and so, so you got back in, you go into grad school and, and you, so that, you know, I had to do some, uh, uninteresting things like, uh, manage all the aerobics instructors mm-hmm. and fill out their timesheets, blah, blah, blah. What's that like? It was, I mean, it's just mundane, terrible yeah. stuff that the, the fitness director didn't want to do. And so he makes you like schedule the aerobics and schedule the sure. weight room assistants and make sure that they're there. Uh, so you were just some guy's assistant, some guy, some girl's assistant I out there. Not, yeah. I didn't do it. Nice. Um, and so that some, wasn't really training per se. No. Okay. So part of my responsibility there was to do at some point, I, I believe he gave me some responsibility to do some training. Hey, look, we're going to allow you now to do whatever it is you do over here. But also like if you want to take on a trainer mm-hmm. instead of them paying another coach to do it, I would just do it for free. Okay. So that was part of what I, so I started doing a little bit of that. It didn't really feel great. I getting paid for it. Uh, for, for your time there. Um, so I'm trying to think of how this transition came about. Uh, you're familiar with the sports comp. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, they've just expanded now, but, uh, I got a job there toward the latter portion of my, um, of my graduate degree Mm -hmm. doing nothing like a gym attendant, extra money. What's a gym attendant? Um, is that like the guy that goes around and picks up the weights around here? Or the guy that's supposed to be cleaning in our facility? I, I did that. Yeah, you know, I did nice. that. Uh-huh. I sat at the desk. Like okay. you're sitting at your desk, and I probably did whatever <laughs> it is, you know, study or something, and yeah. uh, studied a little bit, and you know, talked to people. You got to sign in. You got to sign in. You got to sign in over gotcha. here. So sign you're basically in. like a glorified front desk worker. Front desk worker. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got my start. It's not a bad gig. And so I, um, I don't know how long I did that until I asked them to personal train. Because back then it was like twenty dollars an hour. Okay. Yep. Early. That's days. what they. That's what they were going to pay me. They were going to pay you twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know that's a really good deal as far as training companies go. Well, at the at the time, I yeah. thought I was like I don't even know how old it was twenty five or something. Oh, whatever. that's bank twenty six. I was like I'm rich. That's amazing. Yeah. That's back when minimum wage <laughs> was like, like five twenty five an hour or something like that. It was great. And I thought like I'm gonna be making all this money now, and so I started training there. So that's where I got my start. Okay. In a um. 
in a public facility. Sure. Uh, you know, sports club. Then their counterpart is Patterson Park over on yeah. Mercury Boulevard. That's their sister facility. But that's how I got my start. Uh, really, you know, being exposed. Like, all right, here's your client. Go. Go do something with them. Did they have any kind of say-so in the control that you no, had? No, no, they no, no, said, no. They Here's person care. ready to go. See you back. They didn't care. No, nice. no, no. It was amazing. And the revenue that they would generate mm-hmm. from this client, they would pay me. So I think sure. they charged like whatever, $200. Okay. That's the pack. That's 10 sessions. Okay. You want a, uh, a trainer? Get... It's it's uh, 200 bucks. Sure. You're going to get 10 sessions. And all of that money came back to me wow. through... Uh, through uh the sportscom, whatever sure. the, the fitness department. Okay. So it's these weird public. It's probably like the government that can operate yeah, in red a... and still make money. Hey, dude, so your basically, tax dollars fitness at can work, lose man. money, but like if the pool's generating money, yeah, and if the aerobics is generating money, but if this over here, so they just lump it all in and somehow they just dole it out. I don't know. Couldn't efficient, efficient way to run a business, right? Yeah, you take in all the money, you pay all the money out, and then you just hope it works out in the end. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that sounds so that's good. that's how I got my start. And so I guess I trained there for a couple of oh, I don't want to say a couple of years, sure. a year and a half maybe. Uh-huh. And that's probably where I got hooked. Thinking back then, oh, I can make all this money. I'm I'm rich. <laughs> that that was a joke. <laughs> well, it's a joke in so much as obviously you don't move on unless you find something better. You know, yes. You know, it's one of those, you're one of the few career personal trainers that I've had a chance to to talk to that's been through from the teenage years up until now, what, mid-30s? Yeah, late 30s. Oh, come on. 37, late, 38. I, that's like mid-30s. That's mid-30s. I can probably you know, I'm only saying that because then that would qualify <laughs> me as being late 30s, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, don't do it. Um, but no, you find something better, so you leave sports comm. And you move on to, to what? So I became, you know, so I got, you probably got this at some point where you decide um, you could do it. I'm really good at this and I think and I'll I move can, on. I, I can make a little, yeah. why is so-and-so over here making 50 bucks an hour and I'm only making 20? Absolutely. Um, and it, you know, I really worked with the Sportscom for a while. I thought like maybe they would increase their rates. A good thing they didn't. Yeah. Uh, I begged them for a while. I mean, I had... Um, I began generating some real business there. I'm all of a sudden now I'm training at the sports com, <laughs> like you know five hours a day, and I'm like, oh wow, like, that's, a hundi, that's a hundred a day, that's, baby. That's a hundred. Yes, a hundred. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, man, okay. Plus I got my stipend. I'm finishing up school. I had no clue what I was gonna do. Sure. Uh, and I kept thinking like maybe they will push through uh, a raise for uh, this particular position in the fitness bar. Of course, they never did it. Yeah. Um. And I decided that I would just do it myself. Okay. So I, I found, um, do you remember the Anytime Fitness sure over, uh, it's where Guardian is, actually. Uh, it's uh, by, the, by the old Hastings down here. By the yeah. old Hastings. Um, I talked to the guy, his name was Rich Hart. He actually is a, was a member at our gym for two years. Sure. Uh, talked to him. I don't, he had no clue about fitness. Um, he, he bought into the franchise. And had no clue about gotcha. it. Gotcha. So no they idea. sold him some numbers, a package, and was like, hey, if you do this, open this gym, you're going to generate this much around. revenue. Yeah, 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 I mean, I've seen that around. kind of stuff. It's, Poor guy. He was a, yeah, he was a night he didn't guy have a clue. Kroger. Uh, a super nice guy, but sure. sold him on a dream. You're going to make all this money, turnkey, all you got to do, show up, blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah. dear. Well, sure. that turned out badly for him. But in the meantime, he allowed me to pay him some rent okay. and... So you run to the structure like kind of like we're here now. Pretty much gotcha. exactly. Okay. An independent contractor style structure. And um, that's exactly what we did. And I 
think at the time a number of the folks that I worked with at the Sportscom, because as you know, they they're loyal to you. They're not loyal to the Absolutely. facility. Yeah, that they, they came with, which was probably lucky for me. Um, Dang, dude. And well, I mean, it wasn't like well, droves and droves, that, but that's still something that it's always a sign of a great trainer when you change locations and they go with you. Because again, people love their trainers. Sure. They don't love training. They don't lie out. Absolutely. So the the facilities. So so you're at any time. That's what started. Um, I, I felt like me working for myself. I don't even know how old I was at the time. Twenty, probably a lot older than you were when you started. Twenty. Uh, we're pretty close. About the same. Twenty seven, yeah. probably when I started. Your own independent contractorship, so, sure. Twenty eight, maybe. I mean, yeah, somewhere in there. Um. And I could tell you the whole story. It's a useless story. I mean, well, just, I kind of traveled around. Well, it's uh, like, and we're not here time. to go step by step through every single thing to get to where you are now. <laughs> but but there is something very interesting that I think everybody would like to hear is a scenario that occurred in which you're working for Anytime Fitness. You've got your independent contractorship. You are doing a bang up job, getting great results. I think actually you and I began to work together during that time period. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we actually did a little bit of business together, and all of a sudden. You walk in one day, and what happened? Oh, we've talked about this yeah. a little bit. Um, you know, uh, let's see here. I'd walked in. It wasn't quite like that, but yeah, it was. Uh, Sounds there was some cool new ownership. Like that. So some new, uh, the, the Anytime Fitness had experienced a change in ownership. Okay. Uh, so basically a situation where uh, one owner is not doing well, and they get bought out. Mm-hmm. Okay, here you go. You can have it. And then all of a sudden, there's some new owners. So basically, it's still Anytime Fitness, but someone else is running it. Sure. Someone else's rules, gotcha. someone else's scheme, someone else's color scheme, someone else's decision as it pertains to clothing line that they're going to carry and milkshakes that they're going to sell and sure. trainers. Uh, and uh, this was years in. Oh, my God. This was like six or seven, so six years. So you had a years. very established business at that uh, it point. Was, it was scary. It sure. was one of the scary. I mean, it was probably, uh, aside from... The fact that I was uh, going through a divorce at the time, it was horrific because that was going on. And then this new ownership. Yeah. And it was essentially like, I think I told you at some point, like, hey, look, you know, we own this place. We feel like we can make more money as a franchise if we transition our personal training over into more of a business or more over maybe like. They bring uh, it in house. Yeah, they're going yeah. to they're going to bring the training exactly home sure. in house. Wow, we'll collect the money, we'll collect the fees, we'll disperse it back to you. Sure, and that's all great. And I thought, well, that's all mm-hmm. great. I'll keep my clients, and and they felt like they were going to kind of strong arm me, and they said, well, that's actually how we're going to do it. But also, the clients and the book of business that you've built, eh, we're going to need those too. Whoa, you know, we're going to need that too if they're going to train under our really? roof. Really. Well, essentially, hey, no, 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 we're providing... it's, it, that, that's that's ballsy. Hey, by what? the way, these people that have relationships with you for years and years, it doesn't matter if they want to or not. They're going to now pay us. Yeah, you know, if they're going to be sure. under our roof, they're going to come and use my our equipment. I mean, they didn't ever say that, but it was it was. Uh, yeah, no, that's they, the pressure I felt. It. Yeah, they said it. They they and and I felt like, well, you know, it, you know, I'm in their house. Sure. So do as do as they. Uh, so anyway, it was a real a real rough time. I uh, I, I had to make a decision. In the course of about a, a week or so, maybe even shorter than that, and sure. it was. Um, I mean, it was tough. I mean, I think we talked last time about you having to like uproot your business over. It was just tough. Yeah. And so, um. 
I remember I finally sent an email back to the owners and I said, I just can't, I can't do it. Sure. You know, I can't do it. Yeah, it was probably one of those things. You can't do it. Could you not do it just from the money aspect or you couldn't stand what that was doing to what people may think of you and your business at that point? Uh, you know, I don't know that I even thought about that. Yeah. I felt like over those six years, sure. I, you know, we had, we all had the glory days back in 06 when everybody thought money kind of grew on trees. Woohoo, baby. And then the next, or is it 07? Then 08 started this whole thing like, oh, we don't need the pool guy. We don't need the trainer. Yeah. We don't need the, the nice car. And so a lot of us kind of suffered through that time. And those that, um, that really had a passion for doing what we do. I mean, we stuck through and we killed it and we crushed it. We ground, grounded out. Sure. And so over that time, I mean, you and I, I we built, I built a business. Yep. I suffered through and built a business. And so like, I was going to be, you know, danged if like uh -huh. these guys were going to say like, well, we're going to take half that. I like that. You know, that's we're going to take half that. That's a little bit of trainer pride right there because it's like, you know, yes. Well, I couldn't, you couldn't yeah. afford to do it. You couldn't, yes. you couldn't afford to say like, well, let me just give you half of my revenue. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it, not to mention for the fact, and a lot of people just don't get it a lot of times. Yes, we're just standing there counting. Yes, we're around sure. you and just trying to give you motivation. Freaking there at like 4.30 in the morning, and I'm doing it all day, every day, hour on the hour. And it's Pretty so much. much more intensive than just saying, hey, go lift this weight 50 times or whatever it may be. And it drains you, and I'm definitely not going to do that if all of my effort is just being siphoned away by somebody who is bestowing something on me, like a room to hang around in. Right. And that's no, you, just not worth you it. You got it. Sure. You got it. Well, you made the right call. I mean, that's it, it takes a lot to stand up to something like that, especially when you have all the other personal stuff that's going on at the same time. I tell you, man. It, I, so, so the interesting part of that story was not only was I scared to death, at what, however old I was at the time, it, probably in my 30s, in my early 30s, I thought like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job, lose yeah. my business. And so... Um, I, I finally told the owners at Anytime Fitness, I just sent them a, an email and said, like, hey, look, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. You know, I know you guys got to do what you got to do, but, you know, like, this is what I got to do. And so they cut they cut my key off, like, that night. I mean, they sent me a response wow. email that said, like, well, your key fobs deactivate immediately. Like, sorry. It's like a one-sentence like one email. Yeah, kind thanks. Of, See you later. Bye. Damn. Kind of. And it's sort of, you know. Well, what about your clients at that point? I mean, do they still, are they still so, members so of that the, gym? So I met. I mean, so I spent all night, probably like uh, hysterical. I sure. spent all night, um, you know, sort of like they've cut off the hand that, that feeds you a little bit. Like yeah. you have no place to go. So, uh, God willing, it was like a, a normal part of the year, like maybe late spring. Okay. Uh, and so I met all of you. I emailed all of my clients and met all of them at the Starbucks on Old Fort Parkway. Okay. So instead of our session, of our normal session that sure. week. We had a Starbucks session okay. whereby I went through this horrible story to every client, one after the other, after the other, after the other. I'm taking appointments sure. at Starbucks every hour on the hour, you know, every other hour, Dang. you know, go rehashing the story. And like, you kind of feel like, you know, well, you have some loyal customers and yeah. they're going to understand, but you're also going to get some people that are going to say like, eh, I kind of like anytime it's close to my house. Sure. And, you know, I love you, Kevin, but yeah, it but ain't going to work out. See you later. Bye. It ain't going to yeah. work out. And, you know, I, I think through that transition, I, you know, I may have lost two or three and the rest came to my house, <laughs> to my, to my <laughs> condo. I mean, it just, yeah. you know, it's a testament to, you know, God and everybody else and, you know, just, just fortunate sure. uh, blessings. I mean, it's my condo. I mean, so had it been winter, it it had been real tough, Sure, but it was seasonal and we could, I could, I could work at the house. Wow. Uh, so sure enough, I outfitted uh, the the condo patio with whatever kettlebells, TRX. I taped up some. I mean, this was like 
you know, whatever I could do that was going to abide by my HOA. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they don't like tires in the front yard, do they? No. Yeah, no, man, it's weird. No, no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. And like, I kept thinking, like, you know, my HOA is going to, they're going to call me out. Yeah, because I mean, it's probably coming at 5 a.m. Yeah. Dude. People coming at, you know, 7 p.m. Sure. at night. Oh, my God. So, uh, looked for a building, looked for a building. Sure. That was miserable too. Cause I mean, I felt like I was in this pressure time cooker where like, gotcha. Like they, know, they, come they, October, it's going to be cold. And like, they're, they're okay with this for now, but they're not going to like it forever. It. Yeah. yeah. You got it. They're, they're not going to come and spend this money to come to my house sure. and change in my bathroom downstairs. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's funny, man. I can't well, no, even tell I mean, you. actually hearing the story, it, it is, but I, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for Dude, that is that's some scraping. That is just like fighting in the trenches. Like you're it, not gonna stop. It was how many people would just lay down and be like, fine, whatever. I thought about it many times. Yeah, it, you know, it was it was a rough time. Um, you know, from going from having something that you'd built and been successful with to like kind of having somebody just say, well, yeah, too bad. See you later. Too bad. See yeah. you later. This is our stuff. Yeah. This is all. These are our toys. You gotta. And you know what? I, you know, we talked about this too. Like, I know you, you're you're super established here. I just, I think I'd always had that like nightmare thought in the back of my mind. Absolutely. You know, just for, for years because I was a contractor. I thought, well, it's not my store. It's not my toys in here. They could tell, or they could come back and one day tell me like, hey, the rent tripled, the rents quadrupled, sure. and and you're you at know, their mercy at that point. That's it, it's what either I, that or get out. Yeah. That's how I felt. Like I, I wasn't bringing that much value to their club. I, my, sure. my customers' um, membership fees weren't generating millions of dollars for this club. It, it's not like they were going to all of a sudden shut the doors sure. down if my customers left. I mean, sure, would they lose 20, 30 clients? Sure, big deal, whatever. Or whatever the case was, but they weren't going to close their doors. It wasn't like I was this big threat to... Oh, I'll take my customers and leave. Absolutely. And you guys will be out on the street. But anyway. Yeah. And I mean, just touching on that point right there, you know, there is a point where you did feel confident enough, though, to say, you know what? I am going to take what I have and I'm going to go do it myself because you know that you could build a better business. I don't even, going back, I mean, that, that's a, you don't need, it's like you're an lost emotional, in the, that's a yeah. little bit of an emotional, like, you're lost in the fog. You're like, yeah, I really don't know how I got here. It's like driving home. Not that anybody does that, but you know, you get in your car and you drive home, you're like, holy crap, how did I get here? <laughs> we don't do that. And it's like, you don't remember how you did what you did, but you I got don't know through how I it. I don't really remember thinking sure. like how this was going to work out. Just, well, but it did. That's the thing. I mean, you're sitting in here. We're we're doing an interview on this. Um, my guest is Kevin Lacey again, uh, owner of Blueprint Fitness. And is it just Blueprint Fitness itself? Um, are you guys attached to anybody else, or is it just your thing? It's just us. Wow. Yeah. And so we, and, and no affiliation. How, how many members do you have? Clients? How's your structure work? I mean, um, how many members do we have? Do we know? <laughs> um, Always have somebody that knows more than you. Always. Uh, somewhere, 175. Wow. Somewhere, somewhere in that neighborhood. Somewhere. Dang. I mean, I could be off. I sure. could be off six or right. That's that's could be off that's six. actually incredible. To you're training in your basement of your condo, and now you have a your own storefronts. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys have expanded recently, right? We um yes yeah we knocked. I mean expanded. I, I said that like it, you know it was this big deal. No 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 like, no, oh, no, wait, no. Ten thousand more square feet. It is a but big it deal. was for us. Uh, I think we it's about another thousand square feet. So we, I think we're good for a while. Well, you got to think for every thousand square feet you just opened new. I've seen two CrossFit gyms go out of t- uh, out of business. Oh no! A- a- well, no. I mean, and I, I don't wish anything negative upon them. I'm just looking at that like, okay, 
if you have two similar products, what's the difference that allows you to expand your business and these to fail? And I think it, you know, it's for everybody that's listening out there. It's, it's that story you're just telling right there that, holy crap, this has happened. It, I can either take my bat and ball and go home <laughs> or I can be like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And like every single step is just trying to, to reestablish and make sure no one can take your stuff away again. And I mean, and that shows, and that's why you're getting better. It's the, they'd love their trainer, not training kind of scenario again. Sure. And you're one of the few places I've ever seen that can run a CrossFit style model, but not be that. You know, and I always hate how we have to talk about that. Like we have to uh, yeah, mention too, that name but all the time, I think, you but know, it is what it is. I feel like they, yeah. I mean, I said this a hundred times. I feel like CrossFit's revolutionized yeah. fitness and, and they, you know, the devil gets their dues. I, I love sure. CrossFit. I have a special place in my heart for CrossFit. But well, explain to me then a little bit how, and you said a little bit earlier that yours is uh, CrossFit for grownups. Yeah. How is that definable? I yeah, mean, hopefully they don't, they don't. <laughs> Patent infringe us for saying CrossFit. Man, I'm, this show is totally going to get pulled, especially when we do the Bieber thing at the very end of this. I promise you, it'll get pulled. Um, you know, uh, part of part of it, I think, kind of grew out uh, of just itself. I don't know that when I transitioned over into a facility on Northfield Boulevard that I had it all mapped out. You know, like like you probably. Well, for let me take that step back. I don't know that I had it all mapped out like I should have if I'd had six months to sit sure. in, my, in my house and just blueprint it all out and this is what we're going to do it just kind of it kind of grew a little bit sometimes you just got to shoot from the hip kevin you just got to just take it and just roll with it man that's sort of what happened i think um uh but i I think we lost touch with the question here mike no 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 it's it's what makes blueprint different than cross is crossfit for grown-ups what how do you do what you do what do you do that's different from everybody else so um our our market that we spend money on uh, is um, twenty five to fifty five. So we don't necessarily target the young athlete sure. like you know you or I maybe would uh, would have liked to have been back in the day. You know that's before our parts started breaking down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we market to uh, adult working class professional people sure. that have real life skills. They have real jobs. They have real paychecks. They have real mortgages. They're sure. And they want to incorporate fitness in their lifestyle, and they and they can do it. Yeah, you know, and they can do it. It's not like um, so it's scalable for somebody who maybe is just starting out versus somebody who wants to clean and press seven hundred pounds or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, it's also, you know, when I say adult working class, I mean um, a lot of times not to bag on young people, but you know, when you're seventeen, you know, you want to. Red car today, and you want a blue car tomorrow, and absolutely, you want to do CrossFit today, and you want to do bar tomorrow, and you want to do this tomorrow, and you want to do that tomorrow. And I think it's it's an all in kind of scenario where it's that's the thing you do, and you you devote your entire life to that process. And if you're not doing it two times a day, and you're not doing the the supplements to go with it, and all the different stuff, you're not really committing. I True. find that to a degree, and I, so I would agree. It's, yeah, and they've done a real CrossFit's done a really good job of building. It's almost like we call ours a community. They kind of mm-hmm. call theirs a community too, but they've really done a, another step up, and they've kind of created a cult. People that are like, "I'll cu- I'll slip my wrist for CrossFit," <laughs> you know, "I'll bleed for CrossFit," and that's loyalty that you know we all wish we had. You know, but you, you know, know that's the CrossFit, and I'm not sure that it's for the instructor. I could be wrong on that. Would would people 
do CrossFit in somebody's basement because they're transitioning into their own building? Where's the belief in that? That that because what what this show is about is trying to get the story of a personal trainer because I think our industry to a degree is dying. I think the I, I in, agree with you. The individual one-on-one trainer is going away in favor of larger communities and one entity being able to influence 20 or 30 people at a time and letting that be the culture. And I've seen that done very well, such as, as yours. And then I see it done just, to be honest, piss poor. Yeah. And I look at that and go, okay, so what's the difference? How do, how do you do that? It's like what, what makes it unique versus something I could go and sign up down the road at a CrossFit gym or buy on a DVD. Um. I don't even know if you asked me a question, but I can talk on that for <laughs> a day. Do the trainer thing. Just make up an answer, and it sounds right. That's what people, I do all the time. You know, what I, what I would say that attributes to the success of people like you are, like, you're, it's, it's a local feel. It's like the farmer's market. I want to go to Beatty's Farms because it's local, and I get real stuff at Beatty's Farms. Never if I go to like Gold's Gym, if yeah. I go to Globo, I don't get real authentic. I get canned, cookie cutter. If I go to Orange Theory... I'm going to get really pretty cookie cutter granite sinks. If I go to like <laughs> that, that's one thing that like sure. CrossFit has again, like they, that affiliate that they have sure. is a national brand. I get it, but, but it's at the, the authenticity, local level. Authenticity. Yeah. It's, it's Mike and Kevin's CrossFit and people come because they like Mike and Kevin, not because sure. it's CrossFit. They kind of do come because it's because CrossFit, but they, they identify that gets them in the door, with, but you may get them in the door, but it's not going to make them stay. Sure. It's, sure. it's yeah, it's Mike. It's kind of, like, it's back to you. It's like people love Mike. They want Mike. They don't want Mike's crony to yell at them. They want Mike to yell at them. Absolutely. And CrossFit's just done. I mean, they just did a good job doing that. And, uh, you know, I mean, not that we tried to copy CrossFit, but like they, they sure. have a good, they have a good set. You took the base and you put your spin on it, which is what any good coach does. I mean, it, we have tons of NFL coaches out there and they all do the same thing, but they do it in a slightly different way. Sure. Okay. Sure. And they're all professional teams. Are there any coaches that you do uh, read some stuff about now, get inspiration from, follow their literature, anything like that? Uh, you know, I, the only person that I really keep up with, and I read a couple blogs here and mm-hmm. there. Um, uh, I like Joe DeFranco. I like his Agile A. DeFranco, aid. baby, yeah. I like uh, the Limber 11. You know, part of the reason that we're not pushing a lot of, like, latest, greatest on people is our folks, again, are they're just adult. They're not, they're not necessarily trying to step into the Windler 531 periodization for the max <laughs> deadlift and – Full you know, on science, baby. You know, and like, Go oh, well, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not five, three, one anymore. It's West Side today. And now it's this and now sure. it's that. So no, I'm not, we don't hit our customers with the latest, greatest. What you need to be doing is whatever, whatever. You yeah. know, we, we work with basic Metcon training, basic high intensity interval training. Uh, we keep uh, the barbell movements, basic deadlift, back squat, front squat, press, push, press. We don't do anything. Uh, in the realm of Olympic powerlifting, like wow. snatching, hang snatch, jerking, um, power cleaning, uh, I feel like those skills are amazing, mm-hmm. but they're super technical. Uh, they're it's like Olympic. a, like a risk reward kind of thing. It, I have said that a thousand. Yeah, it's a risk re- reward. And if you're a young football player, absolutely, you got to be killing that. Sure. Uh, if you're 39 years old and you want to live to see 49, <laughs> just just back off a little bit. You sure. Know, calm it down. So. Um, those are some elements that we, we kind of just remove out. 
Okay, so it's modified in, in order to make... Do you gear your workouts specifically saying we're going to take out these extreme ones over here to make sure our clientele base is successful and our injuries go down? Correct. Gotcha. Because the first thing, and we, I mean, we, I felt, felt to a certain degree early on that uh, customers, they don't pay when they can't come. Yeah. If so they're when dead, you, you can't them, get paid. It's, when, it's a weird when thing. When you hurt them, and you, I mean there's risk reward for everything. Obviously, sure. Mike, you could say, pick up these 10 pounds, we're going to curl if and they you, could tweak a buy. If you play, you pay. It's just part of it. You Something's going to break at some point. Sure. But we don't want to injure people for a number of reasons. But one reason is because your business is not successful when you're hurting every Correct. person. One, if and, one, if one lift ruins a one week of workout for you, it's not worth it. And it's, you know, it's back to like, you know, you have a referral business. You've been successful for a number of reasons. One of which is because you get lots of referrals. People love Mike, but if people didn't love Mike because you hurt every third person, <laughs> you wouldn't be that's successful. True. That's, that's, you know, and that's probably one area that CrossFit gets a little bit of a, of a ding. Why are we going back to CrossFit? I'm not talking about CrossFit. Well, no, it's just like it, it, it that just shows how much of the culture really has changed. It, it and has. Yet, and yet, it, it, it's just the overlying layer. It's not necessarily the meat. The meat of everything is the relationships that you build sure. with your people. I mean, it's it, you've gone through being an independent contractor. You've gone through the, the bottom having Starbucks sessions. Now you've got your own. <laughs> I mean, you look at that and go, please, please, God, don't leave me. I, I, need to, I, I need to eat some food. That's what I said, and, I think. And yet, at the end of it all, you've got your own place. No one can take your stuff away from you again. You developed a great little community that's there. Is there anything that you want to do in the future? I mean, essentially, you have the dream, if you will, of a personal trainer. You have a studio. You've got your own stuff. You have 175 people that love you. That's more than me. I, I, I probably have many that hate me, but, but, <laughs> no, but, but I don't have, have, don't have that many that, that are just like, man, I can't wait to be around him. And, and so where does Blueprint go from here? You know, we've talked about a number of things. Uh, you and I have talked about some things. We joked about uh, – uh, some things the other night and, and like what, what's lucrative, what's not sure. lucrative. Um, you know, I certainly don't have a dream of creating some, uh, massive Mecca of blueprint. You lose, yeah. the, you lose community. You lose, like you can't, 500 people can't love you. Sure. Uh, there's a, there's a limit to what you can influence. And like, as you broach those lines, you just lose touch. Yeah. And part of what you and I have is people that love you and, and you can stay in touch sure. with them. So creating some Mecca, Basic training. I mean, I don't know. Having having some big fifty thousand square foot blueprint fitness. I don't know that that. Yeah. You lose. You lose. You lose a lot. I think. Uh, I think you do too. Your members come in and they don't know anybody. Sure, but it's like it's called the Mac. At that point, it's called the Mac. It's called Gold's Gym, uh, and people just come in and work out and do some stuff. So it's the it's the old argument. You know, is it for the love or is it for the money kind of thing? You know, is it about your people or is it about what your people can do for you? Um, Yeah. If you grow too big. It just doesn't work, and and you can't recreate yourself. I mean, you, no. you, you have coaches that work for you, sure. at some points, but they're still not Kevin. They still want Kevin to be there. They still want to do that. They want that feel that's there. So yeah, ab- absolutely. That's interesting um, to navigate that because I mean, I do it in my own business. It's like, how do you do that? How do you spread? You your have voice? to be happy sure. with a certain level of, you know, um, you know, everybody's got some some potentially some side businesses, but I don't know that you can create. You know, I don't think. 
basic training is the same if there's 7,000. I don't know. I mean, who am I? Man, you know, we've I, looked at some stuff online. Look, the reality some... is if there were 7,000 of me out there, like it, I, that's that's the apocalypse. It's the end of the world. The I, I just I couldn't deal with two of me. Like if I had my copy in an office that was like right next door right. or down the street, I'd, I'd, I'd shoot him. I mean, it's terrible. Uh, I couldn't deal with me. But I think that's what makes everybody unique. You know, you have a trainer that can match all the things you want to do, all the styles, all the different stuff, and you can shop around and find who you like. Sure. But it's always going to be about that relationship in the end, no matter what. Um, no, I, I, I think that's what makes the world of training so special. Is like you, you kind of mentioned it the other night too when we were eating dinner. Is that like, you know, you may not like me, and I may not fit your your yep. need, but you know, there's someone else someone that's going to help will. you get results. They're going to coach you along. They're going to help you become accountable. It's, you know, do it because it's about it's it's always about you, your client. It, they need to do it for them. They don't need to do it for you. The kind of kind of scenario, and they could find that fit. But anyway, that, that that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, if somebody was going to get into our business today, from your perspective, what is the first thing you would recommend they do? You know, I I, just, I, I remember thinking about this. I feel like some of it's trial and error. You, you know, yeah. you gotta you gotta feel like you've got a passion for it, so you have to do it a little bit. I certainly don't recommend spending five thousand on the latest greatest certification, and Amen to you that. know that's uh, you know certification's great, education's great, but certainly doing everything preemptively and assuming you'll be the most amazing trainer, I think, is a letdown. Um, I think going hands on, you know, certainly you're not going to hire a trainer straight off the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to know that someone that's going to coach your people, Mike, has you know some ability, but you know, and I hate to say trial and error, but like, I feel like that's kind of what I did. Sure. I don't disagree with the thought of working for a Globo gym, mm-hmm. get your feet wet, try it, see if you love working for $10 an hour. Sure. See if that works. I think bottom you. line, you'll never work. You'll never love working for 10 bucks an hour, but you'll know if you like to work with people. I couldn't say I would it think, better. Yeah. I think that's what you end up discovering, but you know, and, and I'm glad you said it because I don't have to go on the record saying it <laughs> to recommend that you started a training company because I always have a hard time sending people to that. I even did that though. And I'm thinking, you know, I did pick up some really good skills. I, I, I knew how to do a half hour session. I knew how to do a sales presentation. I knew how to change clients on the half hour, make it it's, go. It's important. It, it, you learn how to basically work really, really hard. I couldn't yeah. agree. And, and I think MTSU and even the sports come, I still like going to sports come every now and again, but that, that time period, sure. 10 years ago, kind of taught me like okay now i have to train another client now there's another client now mm-hmm. there's another client i have to keep up with these clients and the figure. snowball rolls baby yeah you just got to learn to yeah like you said you either you learn to, to like it and sure. enjoy it or yeah or, or you end up going to be a nurse <laughs> be a t- you know do something else yeah well all right well so let's say you like it you love it what separates an average personal trainer from an elite personal trainer. Oh my god! I know, right? It, uh, I can. In I can your opinion, what uh, makes that happen? You know, I don't necessarily know that it's even personal trainer. I think it's like if you're going to become a contractor or business owner mm, on any level, and this is just me shooting from the hip, like you said earlier. Like, you should you always just have shoot to hustle. You you got to grind. Yeah. If you're not going to grind, then you're not going to make it. You know, very very few successful people that I've had the pleasure of working with have ever, you know, just had it handed to them. Sure. Um, they've been those people that work the 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 hour weeks yep. over and over. You've done it. I've done it. It's, it's a nightmare. Uh, I know 
you know, she can she can attest to, you know, three or four years ago, it was, I mean, it, I don't know. I think it was 80 hours a week sure. over yeah. and over. Easily, yes. And over for for at least uh, for at least a year. For at mm-hmm. least a year of my life straight, I didn't know which side was up. It was it was horrible. And I, it wasn't like I was making millions of dollars. Sure. It was just like, it's just, it, I ho- I'm, I'm hoping that this plan and product worked the way sure. I want it to work. And it's, you're coming home, it's like it's Groundhog Day. It's like literally get, exactly. get to bed, eat something, feed the dog, go to bed, get up, over. And over, and, and you just and end over. up debating, you know, maybe I should have just stayed where I was. Maybe I, I should just stay in the. My, I've done it. Walk in. Maybe I should just stay in this office tonight because I'm going to be here this early tomorrow morning. Yeah, you know, yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, and what if they don't show up in the morning? What if my yeah. first client doesn't show up and I've could have slept an extra hour? Well, oh, and I, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, but I think just you know, real estate agent, car salesman, sure, whatever, pharmaceutical sales rep, you know, maybe not quite so much, but but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> hustle. I mean. If you're not hustling in pharmaceutical sales, somebody else is going to take your spot. You know, you can't just meet quota. You got to exceed quota. Sure. So what you're telling me is I can't just start a new business and be at the top automatically. Oh, no. Oh, you know my this. God. Oh, you, no. I know. If you and I want to go sell cupcakes, it's, we're going to have to, we got a long road. <laughs> well, especially because I probably really suck at making cupcakes. I can yeah, provide gotta, cookies for you, but I can't actually make cupcakes. I know that much. Yeah. It's, it, you have to grind. That's, that's all I know. Had a couple uh, guys. Do you, you know, uh, to, do you remember Brian Clayton from Peachtree Lawn? I sure do, yeah. I remember, because we weren't like great friends, sure. but we were buddies all through high school, uh-huh. and he went to college and started doing his lawn care. I think his mama got him a lawnmower or something. He started cutting the next-door neighbor's sure. lawn. And, I and, mean, and he you grew know that where thing he is and, now. Yeah, he There's, grew that thing into, it's huge. You know, he's, he's making millions of dollars. I think he sold the company or sure. sold his share in the company and is doing something online now, but I mean, who thought that a lawn care company yep. could do that kind of business? But I mean, an unlimited just, amount of grind can pretty just, much get you anywhere. He just grounded out and grounded out and grounded out. So anyway, that's all I know. I like that. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's a concise answer because a lot of people that are listening to the show right now, they are wanting to get into this business or they've started and they either want to know how to go to that next level or hear a story about somebody who has essentially made it, you know, I don't think you make it when, you know, you, you train a celebrity. That's great. It's happened when you run a business and you actually see the results that are happening. That's what makes a, a trainer elite to me. Somebody that can do it for a career, not just somebody. There are probably 10 million of us in college at our twenties. Okay. By the time we get into our upper thirties, there's probably not a hundred thousand of us out there. Yeah, I, I mean, there's know, just not career trainers. Out it's there, a tough so. lot. It's just tough. I mean, I think it's tough to probably be a successful sure. real estate agent. I mean, there's lots yeah. of people that want the dream and flexible and schedule. And yeah, I make my own schedule. I make That's my a own joke schedule. in personal yeah. training, by the way. You make your own schedule back-to-back all day long. Yeah, I make my own personal schedule where my clients dictate I'm going to go. But <laughs> yes. anyway. Um, my clients actually tell me yes. what I'm going to do. <laughs> I've got and they hundred, call you I have 175 up. bosses. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. But you're, no, exactly right. Well, yeah. Kevin, thank you for coming. Um, I know it's a Friday afternoon. I know you're you're tired from a very long week of training. Um, I appreciate the time uh, talking about your company. And if anybody out there who was listening, uh, especially in the Middle Tennessee area, wanted to get in contact with you guys, how would they do so? Uh, you can Google us. We'll pop up Facebook, uh, Blueprint Fitness, um, Instagram, BPF Murfreesboro, I think is our Instagram name but um we're super easy we respond to messages super super quick we have 100 percent response rate on facebook basic training does not 
Because <laughs> <laughs> we will answer that. He's Facebook. working on it. Like I said, it's just this guy that's running the program here, so he has limitations. Uh, okay, so um, they can contact you via Facebook, Instagram. Um, Easiest way is on Facebook, yeah. Fantastic. Everybody's on Facebook. Well, that's awesome, dude. Thank you for coming so very much. My uh, I, I am your host, Michael Bays, and my guest in this past, wow, hour has yes. been Kevin Lacey of Blueprint Fitness. Um, I will put all of the contact information uh, for him in the show notes, including a fantastic video that I believe everybody has to see. In fact, we're going to make that the, the outro um, so that nobody ever feels left out from this. So, um, Kevin, you have anything else left to say to uh, anybody that may be listening or me or anybody? No, I appreciate your time, Mike. Thanks for having me on here. Fantastic, dude. This is Michael Bays signing off. And that was my interview with the infamous Kevin Lacey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of the cast. Again, I think it's important that as personal trainers, whether you're a client or whether you are a trainer or wanting to get into the field, that you hear the stories from these people. Because a lot of times you just think it's counting to 15, you think it's easy, you think you're in shape, and that magically everything is just going to be okay. But it really comes down to how hard you want to work, do you love what you do, and are you doing it for the right reasons? And I think Kevin's story speaks uh, very highly um, of what I've come to understand is the true reason for being in this industry. Until next time, guys, I am your host, Michael Bays. You can catch me on Instagram at Michael Bays. Same thing on Facebook. And you can always check out the blog and previous episodes of the cast at www.basic-training.com. And again, until next time. Try not to laugh too hard at this outro. All the times that y'all begged it to snow And you hoped that your gym would be closed You think you got a free day to eat all your cake You think I ain't watching you, you know it's a mistake But I didn't want to write a song Cause I didn't want anyone thinking I still care, I don't But you still hit my phone up It's a snow day, folks That doesn't mean you ain't training Get your mind right, get your game face on We're gonna hit it up Bieber style No, we're not gonna hit it up Bieber style We're gonna hit it up BPF style Snow day At home, clear the kids out Five push-ups Ten Excuse me, let me look at this Ten jumping pull-ups you're going to use the door sill of your door, chin over door sill or chin up to door sill, 15, 15 body weight squats, hips to parallel, hips closed, you do it all the time, 20 toes to bar.